All right, everybody. Welcome to Rick Six, Season One, Episode Fifteen. We are back with weekly NFL picks. It is Week Seven, and joining me today, the OG squad of just me and Preston. Yes, sir. All right, Preston. How you feeling after last week, man? I know the Chargers were on a bye, so you didn't have to stress them uh, choking like they normally do. No, yeah, I didn't have to worry about that necessarily. Just got to focus on my picks, and I immediately regretted picking the Browns. Let me just say that. Well, touche on that because I immediately regretted picking the Cowboys after the second quarter. I'll tell you what, bro, because the first quarter was such a tease. It was literally zero to zero, and both teams were just going three and out. I think Kyler Murray got a little excited at first. You could tell the way he was throwing the ball, overthrowing receivers, just kind of airing the defense out. And, you know, first first game back in AT&T Stadium, he's undefeated there. He's He won three state championships there in high school with Allen. So, I mean, and trust me, I know because – my freshman year in high school, our playoff game, we played Kyler Murray, and he destroyed us. Fun little story about that for the people that don't know about this. So I went to this school in, in Texas, and we played the Allen Eagles, which is also in Texas. They're, everyone that likes football and knows about Texas high school programs, Allen is one of the best schools out there in the nation. And Kyler Murray went there, 42-0, three state championships, didn't lose a single high school game. So my freshman year, which, which was Kyler's senior year in high school, we played them in the first round of the playoffs in Jerry's World at AT&T Stadium. The game started off as a back-and-forth battle, 14-14. to 14. We ended up losing the game 65-14. to 14. Fun fact. <laughs> it got ugly from there. I remember the, like, the, game, the way the game shifted, too, because it was 14-14. to 14. Allen scored. And it was 21 to 14. And then we returned a kickoff, but they called it back because there was like some holding call. And then after that completely turned around like that, that, that one <laughs> call changed the whole game. Damn, so, that's tough. So that's when I kind of knew how good Kyler was. And then spending a year at OU watching that boy move. He's fast. Preston, I, I guess the, the little uh, summary of that game, I don't think the Cardinals, I mean, they're, they're a good team. I think they're a solid team, but I don't think, they're that great. I just think Dallas is that bad. Yeah, I think it's a little bit of both. I think the Cardinals are a pretty good team um, with potential to win their division. I don't think they will, though, because their division is stacked this year. I mean, obviously the Seahawks, um, Russell Wilson, it, you can't pick against them. Yeah. Um, but I, I think the Cardinals could potentially steal a wild card spot and make the playoffs. Um, they're going to be one of those teams that are in the run at the end of the year. It's going to be like them um, and the Rams as well. I'm going to go out on a limb and say that the Rams are still the weakest team in that division. Uh, And the reason I say that is because their four wins were versus the NFC East. You know, they took care of business. You only, you only play who's on your schedule, but the 49ers have defense has been shredded with injuries and they managed to come out this past week. They got two guys back on defense, only two guys back on defense. And that changed the way that they played. And they and credit was a division game, but they they played well and they they beat the Rams. And I think the 49ers at full force are better than the Rams. I'm not I don't I think the Seahawks are clearly the best team in that division, and I think that's obvious. But 49ers have still found a way to be three and three, even having the worst game of their life against the Dolphins last week, and then getting two guys back from from injury and just coming back and playing a lot better, playing a lot smarter. I was kind of worried about that game going in because you know, obviously last week when we picked it, I was like, oh, it's easy. But then as it started getting closer, I'm like, hmm, something tells me they're going to play well today. And guess what? They did. They beat the Rams. 
And they're somehow, like I said, three and three. So I think when they get their guys back to full force, I think they're second in that division behind the Seahawks. But that's just what I think. And I don't think the Rams have showed me enough yet. I still think they're, you know, they're a great offensive team, well-balanced team, great coach team with Sean McVay. But until they can beat a team that's not the NFC East, I mean, I don't I don't know how high I'm at. And then the Cardinals, the Cardinals are just, I think they're a solid team. They have potential to compete for the for the division, but I just think maybe next year. I think next year that they, they could really make that next step. So I see them about as like a nine and seven, 10 and six team wild card with the seventh seed now adding on for the playoff format, then there's probably going to be three teams in this division that will make it anyways. So they could still make it, but yeah, that's what I, that's what I think. I mean, I'm, I'm sure you probably think the 49ers are still the weakest team in that division. Yeah. I probably just because of um, the inconsistency at the quarterback position, Maybe Jimmy G just had a really, really bad week two weeks ago. But yeah, the way he's played has has made me question his ability for the 49ers to compete in that division. If they get completely healthy um, or 90% healthy for the most part, I think they're definitely better than the Rams, um, maybe even the Cardinals. But as of now, I'd, I'd say they're the weakest team in the division. Yep, and then, you know, bad news for them. They they announced today that Richard Sherman and D4-2 Big defensive guys right there are going to be uh, going to be out of action until week eleven, so we know how depleted that defense is right now. And also, they could be they could be suffering from the little Super Bowl hangover too. We kind of saw that too, the way they've been playing. But anyways, let's go ahead and get on into this, Preston. Well, I first say that there's a new first place guy. Kyle's back in first place after Brady picked the Browns over the Steelers, and that was just a game changer right there. That was just a game changer, and Kyle had a really good week. Preston, you're still up there. You're you're in you're you're in sixth place. You're now, oh gosh, you're three games ahead of me. I need I need to I need to catch up, man. I'm falling behind. <laughs> a you need to zoom. You need to zoom, brother. You know, it's it's really anyone's taking right now. You know, we got Kyle who Kyle is 14 games ahead of the last place person, which is Taylor. So Taylor's just having a rough a rough year. I feel bad for him. <laughs> yeah, that sucks. <laughs> it's all right. Kyle's trying to control his own destiny because that dude was in last last year and he went from worst to first. So I don't know. There's a lot of time left, but hopefully you can hold it. But anyways, let's go ahead and get on into these games. we got the first one back to Thursday night football and Preston, they love killing us with those terrible Thursday night games because we are back. We thought, we thought it was over. We thought the streak was over. They said, all right, we'll give you a, we'll give you one week of a decent Thursday night football game with the bucks in the, and the Bears, and then we'll get you another week off with no Thursday night games. But guess what? Now we're going to bring them all back. And guess what? We got the NFC least right here. The one in five Giants going on the road to play the one in four and one Philadelphia Eagles. <sighs> Obviously, we talked about this is not the AIDS game of the week, but it, it's co-AIDS game of the week because we know what the, the second one is. For the ver- first time in history on Rick Six, we have a co-AIDS game of the week. Philly has won seven straight games versus the New York Giants. Preston, kick us off. Well, yeah, this is this is terrible. I'm going to keep this relatively brief. Eagles and Giants. Eagles are at home. Daniel Jones just loves to turn the ball over. Hopefully, it gives this Eagles team a boost of confidence, and maybe they can use this to kind of move forward. Carson Wentz um, played better last week, so that's a good sign. I don't know if he'll play good again this week. That's why we do this because it's fun to predict and we're wrong a lot of the time. So Carson Wentz, I think he's going to play well again, especially then against this terrible giant secondary. 
and I think it's going to be an easy win for the Eagles. I think they're going to win uh, 24 to 14 in a low scoring uh, divisional battle. And the Eagles are four and a half point favorites at home. I agree with you, Preston. I'm going to go ahead and pick the Eagles in this one. Carson Wentz, I think he's going to come out this game and have a have a lot to prove. I feel like we say that every week, and then he just starts off shaky. I will say I'll give the Eagles props last week because they played the Ravens, and we know how sus the offensive line of the Ravens are and just kind of how they've been playing this year. We don't know. Obviously, they're not going to be as dominant as they were last year, and Lamar Jackson is not running the ball as much as he was, which is probably a good thing so he doesn't get hurt, even though he's super athletic and versatile and elusive. You know, he, he has everything, but – the Eagles came back in that game and they only lost by two. And it was looking like that game was over after the first, second quarter. Oh my gosh. That was a horrible two point conversion attempt to try to tie the game up. That was awful. I, I don't know what kind of play call that was. I mean, Doug Peterson, that was, that was sus, bro. That was a sus play call, but Ravens held on. This is obviously a easier matchup for them. The Eagles own the giants seven, wins in a row this is pretty easy for me I actually think the Eagles are going to win by a little bit more as bad as this game is on paper I think they'll blow them out actually I think it's going to be like a 30 to 17 type game and damn yeah I, I think the Eagles are going to come out and, and, and swing and I think I think they're gonna have a big game this week so I'll take Eagles yeah 30 to 17 next game oh I really don't want to start this one but I'm gonna have to game of the week in my opinion Pittsburgh Steelers going on the road to play the Tennessee Titans battle of the last two undefeated teams in the AFC. Oh my goodness. How the heck do you pick this game, man? Like let's start off with the Titans. Derrick Henry, the best running back in the NFL right now. He is, he's unstoppable. You can't stop him. You think, okay, he's big. Well, maybe he's a little slow. Nope. He had another highlight highlight real play. Like they were inside the 10 and he ran all the way down the field. And it didn't even look like he was running that fast, but he apparently hit like 21 miles per hour, which is pretty good. Because he's so big, bro. He's just a monster running down the field. He's like, a, he's I don't even know. He's literally a monster. He had like 22 carries and he had like 205 yards. Like that's insane. <sighs> yeah. Oh. Yeah. He had two, like 260 total yards because he had that one 50 yard reception touchdown too, or something like that. Yeah. I don't, and I think we got to give Tannehill some credit too, because you look at Tannehill and you think, oh, this Titans team is run by Derrick Henry. You know, that's why they got to the AFC Championship. They ran the ball effectively. Ryan Tannehill was the game manager. Ryan Tannehill is playing like an elite quarterback right now. I'm pretty sure he only has like two picks and he has like 12 touchdowns. Like he's low key an MVP candidate right now. And so everything is coming together for the Titans. And, you know, we thought maybe this year, okay, they're going to take a step back. Derrick Henry is going to get stopped. They're going to contain Henry Moore, make Tannehill throw. And, but no, they're still looking like as hot as they were at the end of the season last year. The Titans have a lot to look forward to this year. I think they have a chance to win the AFC. The run game is dominant. The passing attack is great. Ryan Tannehill. I, I mean, the Titans are literally picking off what they did last year. And a lot of people thought that COVID was going to affect them, you know, shutting down their facilities. Nope. They've come out here. They're five and zero. They put up 40 plus points in the last two games. One being against the bills, which is a very impressive win. And then, yeah, it was a division game. A lot of people say, Oh, they barely beat the Texans. It's just the Texans. It's a division game. And Deshaun Watson wasn't going to back down that game. He wanted to win that game. I think Romeo Cornell has been doing a good job in, in Houston, by the way, for filling in for Bill O'Brien, but Titans have looked great. And I think they're going to keep it rolling here, Preston. I'm actually going to take them. But before I, 
I pick a score. I, I want to talk about Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh defense is is really good. They're going to get tested this week. If they win against the Titans and contain Derrick Henry, that's going to be hell of impressive. Like because not not a lot of teams can do that. I think this is a possible AFC Championship matchup. But I think the game changer right here is running the ball. The Browns came in with the number one rushing attack against the Steelers this past week. Credit they didn't have Nick Chubb, but they couldn't get anything going. And Baker wasn't healthy, so it wasn't working with, wasn't working there. And the Steelers just kind of pounded him in the mouth, and Big Ben owns him. So that was a statement win for the, the Steelers. I think people can start taking them seriously now. And you got to take both these teams uh, seriously. So this is going to be a very, very exciting game. I hope it's, you know, I could see it going in there and being a defensive battle, or I can see it going in there being a shootout. Both these teams don't want to lose. They want to prove that they're the best two teams in the AFC, which they are right now. And so you look at the spread right here. Wow. Okay. Preston, are you surprised by this? Pittsburgh is one and a half point favorites on the road. Not surprised. Okay. Fair enough. So you guys know me. I've been high on the Steelers, but the difference maker is here is running the ball. They're going to establish the run. And then when people start stacking the box for Derrick Henry, Ryan Tannehill is going to air it out. And you got to worry about two things now. So, I think that's going to be a problem for the Steelers defense. And I've seen other quarterbacks score on them, even though they have pulled it out. I think they're going to have a tough time this week and the Titans are going to win 35 to 30. Preston. Wow. This is easily the, the most exciting matchup of this week. We're going to learn a lot about Pittsburgh. I think we already know who the Titans are, but we're going to learn a lot about Pittsburgh this week. I'm not counting them out. I, I just want everyone to know I am not counting them out. I just think the Titans are a little bit better. The Titans might have the edge here since they're at home. Um, I think this that makes this game a little bit harder to pick. With that being said, the Pittsburgh defense is going to be tested this week. I believe they have the best rushing defense in the NFL this year. They're only allowing 66 rushing yards per game. Um, meanwhile, they're rushing about 120 plus yards per game. Tennessee is rushing about 160 yards per game. So if they can hold Derrick Henry to under 80 yards this game, which they've done on average this year, granted it's, it's Derrick Henry. It's not any other running back and it's not any other offensive line. Uh, it's the Tennessee offensive line who <laughs> Mike Vrabel not only has engineered and put together, but he trains them. I mean, like you've seen the videos of him helping them warm up and teaching them the technique. I mean, that's, that's beautiful. It's beautiful. So this game could go either way. And you're right. It's going to come down to Derrick Henry, how well he can run the ball. Pittsburgh and it's, is going to do its thing. Big Ben's going to manage the game and going to put up at least three touchdowns. So, yeah, it comes down to Derrick Henry. And if Derrick Henry gets shut down, is Ryan Tannehill going to be able to stretch the defense out and throw the ball um, and not rely on play action as much as he normally does? I'm going to go out on a limb and I'm going to say Pittsburgh win the, wins this game. And I, I think they're going to cover the spread too. I'm going to say Pittsburgh wins this game. Uh, I'm going to give them three touchdowns and two field goals. I'm going to say they win this game 27 to 24. So you got a little bit more of a defensive battle. I like it. Oh, man, that's a tough one. I, I really, you guys know I'm high on Pittsburgh. So I, I would not be surprised in the slightest if they win this game. I'm just excited. I, I, I want a good game in this one. And I, I think. I think a lot of people will be mixed feelings with this one too. Cause we know the Steelers. We know the Steelers. So actually we know the Titans. We really don't know the Steelers that much, but we know that they're, they're going to be in this game. 
Next game, we got the Bills at the Jets. New York Jets, fewer than 20 points in five of the last six games this season. Oh, gosh. Preston, why is Adam Gase still employed? Can, can you please explain that to me? Because I don't know. Uh, if I bang my head against the wall 500 times, I might be able to give you an answer. <laughs> yeah, Bills are coming off of a two back-to-back losses, but they're against two great teams. You know, you come off the really tough loss to the Titans – got smacked in the mouth. Okay. Then you play a chiefs team. That's Patrick Mahomes. Don't lose back-to-back games. And it was a really bad weather game. That was the first bad weather game we've had this season. It was a very low scoring game. I had the chiefs winning about 28, 27, really close game, but I didn't think it'd be that low scoring. I think they won 26 to 17 or something like that. But Josh Allen only had like 120, 122 yards passing. So, I mean, it, it was not a pretty game, but it wasn't a pretty game for both sides. And yeah, it just came down to Patrick Mahomes. Like I said, he plays to the level of the opponent early. And then when he realizes that the game's on the line and it's close and he has to do his thing, he goes out there and he wins the game for them. And, and that's what they did. Clyde Edwards-Hilaire got to run the ball super effectively. Hopefully that doesn't affect him because we didn't get to talk about this last week because Le'Veon Bell is on the Chiefs now. He he pulled a little boogie cousins and, and, and ring chasing now. So <laughs> yeah, he's uh Boogie cousins didn't get a ring though. Yeah, but he's ring chasing. Gotcha, gotcha. Yeah. He did it for like the league minimum, which is exactly what Boogie did. Uh, It's funny because he was like complaining about, oh, I need more money for Pittsburgh. And then he goes to New York, gets like a big contract, but he plays for the Jets. And then him and Adam Gase don't get along. And he doesn't have the same offensive line, not the same product. And then he, yeah. So he stood up up against the franchise tag. He made a, a sacrifice to do that which I respect. Um, it's just unfortunate it didn't pan out for him. Yeah, well, he's only 28 years old. He's still he's still right in his prime right there. Yeah, but that that's that's old for football, if we're being honest. Running backs, they get, a, they get beat up so quick. Yeah, it's your turn to pick. I think this is a pretty easy one. Do you even want to know the spread of this game? Uh, I was actually going to ask if, if we could just talk about the spread and not who's actually going to win. <laughs> yeah, so, okay, for on my side, it says that the Bills are 11-point favorites. Okay, so would you take the Bills or the Jets as far as the spread goes? These teams played week one, right? Yeah, they played week one. I think the Jets, no, the Bills blew them out, I'm pretty sure. <laughs> the Bills won 27 to 17. They won by 10? Ooh. I think it'll be worse this time. <laughs> yeah. I think it'll be worse this time. Yeah, because is Flacco playing again? I don't even know. Does it really matter? <laughs> As far as the spread goes, yeah, it kind of does. Yeah, I mean, you know, Flacco's washed up, but he's also playing for the Jets. Uh, let's just pick the Bills and move on. Okay, what's your final score? Uh, I'm going to say Bills win 31-20. to 20. I got 31-17. Next game, we got the Carolina Panthers going on the road to play the New Orleans Saints. Teddy Bridgewater, first start against his former team. I think he won like five or six games for them last year but he was obviously on a better roster. Ah, oh, Panthers. They lost a tough one. I, I picked them last week to beat the Bears, and uh, it, it was a good game. It was a good game. It came down to the very last possession. The Bears clutched it up. So Saints are coming off a bye. Saints have looked kind of sus this year. Tampa Bay is now leading that division after a dominant performance over the Green Bay Packers. It looks like New Orleans is seven-and-a-half-point favorites at home. I got the Saints winning. I think the Panthers will just cover. They're seven and a half. I think they'll they'll win. The Saints will win by exactly a touchdown. The Saints defense hasn't been 
that great, but I think Alvin Kamara is gonna gonna get involved this game, and I think Michael Thomas is coming back too this week. I hope he is. Jeez, he's been out too long. I've, I've, he's been healthy probably for about two or three weeks now, but he just got he got into that altercation, and they had the bye week, so he should be ready to roll this week. And you know, I don't know how effective he's gonna be. I imagine he he'd have a pretty big impact in the game, but either way, I'd, I'd take the Saints by about a touchdown. So I'm gonna say that the Saints win this game, twenty-seven to twenty. Preston. Yeah, I like the Saints coming off the bye. Um, I've got them winning by a touchdown as well, 31 to 24. All right. Next game, we've got the Green Bay Packers going on the road to play the Houston Texans. Green Bay is 5-0 all-time versus Houston. Preston, does this one have shootout potential? Yeah, any game that Aaron Rodgers is in has shootout potential. Um, I don't know if it is going to be a shootout, though, because the Texans' offense, um, although they have looked better the last couple of weeks, especially against the last week against the Titans, the Packers' defense has actually looked pretty decent this year. Not last week, though. <laughs> no, not last week. I think they'll bounce back, though. Oh, God, I'm looking at all the scores now. The, <laughs> the Packers have given up a lot of points. Yeah, this has shootout potential. Yeah. <laughs> yeah i still got the packers winning and covering though um i got the packers winning i think aaron Rodgers is going to come out and have a monster week last week was his first week scoring less than 30 points in a game this season i'd say he comes out he's going to throw for four touchdowns they're going to win 38 to 31 yeah aaron Rodgers and the green bay packers you know they got smacked in the mouth i think that was a big game for tampa bay i think that game's really going to tell us a lot about tampa bay this year we talked about it earlier in the season. You know, it'd probably take about maybe week six-ish, week five-ish for them to kind of really start figuring their identity out. This game showed a lot. And how are they going to handle it? You know, are they going to start going on this massive win streak and look like the team that we hyped up in the offseason? Or are they going to be an average team and, and barely win the division at about like a nine and seven or 10 and six? I, I don't know. I can't tell you. But I think this was a great game for them to kind of get their momentum going and figure themselves out. And I think they're going to win that division. It seemed like a stretch earlier, but I think they're going to win it. I'm not going to say that they're going to be dominant, but I think they're going to win it. And I think that was a big game for them. And Green Bay, uh, they kind of just gave up, man. I mean, they started the game up 10-0 and then gave up 38 unanswered points. And Aaron Rodgers really couldn't do anything. Tampa Bay's defense, we don't think it's that great. But when their pass rushers get involved, everybody on that defense plays good. You got Devin White, you got Levante David, you got Jason Pierre-Paul, you got Vita Vea. You got a lot of guys coming out, coming at you on that on that front seven. So if those guys can get pressure on the quarterback, which is what they did against Aaron Rodgers, then it makes up for their atrocious secondary, and that's what it did against Aaron Rodgers. They they made him uncomfortable. And he, they, he pretty much gave up. You know, they, they benched him in the fourth quarter, and he ended the night with 160 yards, two interceptions, and four sacks. Going into that game, Green Bay had only been sacked three times on the whole season. And in, like, the third quarter, he had already been sacked three or four times. And he had threw two picks. They came in with no turnovers. One pick six and, and another turnover that was almost a pick six. So I think they got punched in the mouth, but Aaron Rodgers said, hey, we needed, we needed to, you know, have that game to kind of get punched in the mouth. So – I don't think Green Bay will have a problem responding to this. I think they'll come out here. They're playing a, a Texans team. The defense is terrible. And Romeo Cornell, I, I give him credit. He's done a good job for the past two weeks since Bill O'Brien's been fired. But 
the Packers are going to bounce back. I, I, you know, this could be a shootout potential, but I'm going to say that the Packers win 33 to 21. Next game. Got the Cleveland Browns going on the road to play the Cincinnati Bengals. These teams played in week two, I believe. So they're playing again, second meeting Baker Mayfield, four and one career record versus Cincinnati. I don't know his status. I think they said he might play, but I don't know if it's him or case Keenum. We saw in the Steelers game that he wasn't healthy. He wasn't ready to go. They, they took him out. He, he just didn't look good. Um, and he wasn't healthy either. So we know Baker Mayfield this year. He's been able to be a manager because the Browns had the number one rushing attack going into last week. I don't know if they do now. It's probably the Titans now, but they had the number one rushing attack. Nick Chubb is still out. Kareem Hunt's been doing great. Receiving core is great. Defense has played decently well. I think the Browns are going to bounce back in this game. Joe Burrow and the Bengals have had an up and down season. They, they played really well against the, the Colts in the first half. They did. They really did. I thought that they were going to win. But what started happening? The Colts woke up and they started hitting Burrow, getting a lot of pressure on Burrow. Burrow's been hit so many times this year. It's kind of scary. Like, I really hope he lasts. Dude, they're going to ruin him. They're going to ruin him. Yeah, he might not last. I mean, I hope I'm wrong. It's unfortunate for him because he's a guy that you can tell he's passionate for the game of football. He doesn't like to lose, but he's got to accept the fact that he's going to lose because he's on the Bengals. And Zach Taylor is not the answer at head coach, uh, but I don't, you know, the Bengals are just a – I don't know. I mean, the Bengals are just kind of an up and down team, up and down bad team. Like one one week they'll look really bad, and then another week they'll look decently bad. And one week they'll look good, but then still lose the game. I mean, yeah, I don't even know how many games are going to win this year. I'd say about maybe. I would say the over under is about five. You would think maybe. Oh no, I, I'd take the under on that one. I'd say they're only going to win about three or four games. Okay, I think that's fair. Yeah, they they just don't have the roster to do it. And A.J. Green is probably on his way out, too. It's just the offensive line. That's it. I'd trade A.J. Green for an offensive lineman, honestly. Yeah, I'm surprised A.J. Green has stayed that long. I mean, that, that's kind of surprising there. But Browns with three-point favorites on the road. I'm going to say that the Browns win this game. I think they'll get their mojo back going, and, and they'll score a lot of points this game. It dep- It honestly depends how Baker Mayfield plays. I think if, if he's healthy – and he does the same, you know, game manager thing. He might not have to do this game because he's playing the Bengals. I think the Browns will, will get it done pretty easily. But I, I'll say since he's he's a little banged up, I'll say a little bit lower scoring. I'm going to say that the Browns win 24 to 16. Part of me wants to pick the Bengals. But then I just think about Joe Burrow's offensive line, and I'm like, there's no way I can pick the Bengals. And Miles Garrett, too. Yeah, Miles Garrett. Miles Garrett's going to have a field day. Yeah, the Browns are going to win this game. I think it's going to be low scoring um, just because I think Baker Mayfield's beat up. I think the Browns are just going to run the football. Um, if the Bengals can stop the run, they have a chance. They have a chance. Um, it would just be a very low scoring game. I've got the Browns winning 17 to 14. All right. Next game. We've got the Detroit Lions going on the road to play the Atlanta Falcons. Three of the last four matchups decided by seven points or let or fewer. Preston, this could also be another game that has potential to be a shootout, especially with the way both offenses roll and both, how sus both defenses are. I guess Detroit's defense isn't terrible, but they're they're still pretty bad. We know Atlanta's defense is awful, one of the worst in the league. It's just like I, I said last week, it's so hard to pick them, but you picked them last week because Dan Quinn was fired, and you were right about that. I mean, oh, geez, the Vikings, I cannot, I cannot pick the Vikings 
or I cannot pick the the Falcons game right. I can never pick those two games right. <laughs> and then I can never pick the Panthers or the Bears. I I'm one in five with Bears games this year. <laughs> like, oh God. Yeah, <laughs> and they're five and one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So. That I, was- <laughs> Uh, was it last season? That was last season where you were jinxing every single Cowboys game. No, that was that was two years ago. <laughs> two years ago, bro. Every single Cowboys game you picked that year, you got wrong, and it was like every <laughs> every week you were favored. Uh, they were favored. They lost every week. They uh, they weren't favored. They won that year. Was crazy. Yeah, I think I was four and twelve that year on picking Cowboys games, and oh, two of them, two of them were for the Giants, and one of them was from the Redskins. <laughs> oh my gosh! Oh, and and the Eagles. I think I only got division games right that year. <laughs> yeah, dude. Yeah. Because I swear, like I remember the uh, they beat the Seahawks that year, and then the um... oh in the playoffs, and I picked the Seahawks, and then they played the Rams the next round, and I picked the Ra- uh, and I picked the Cowboys, and the Rams won. Yeah. Oh. Yeah, and then didn't they play? They played the Saints that year too. Oh yeah, I picked the Saints. That was a good game. Yeah, that's when they back when the Cowboys had a good defense. Yeah. <laughs> Where did those times go? Jeez. I know. Um. Okay, so on to this game. Atlanta's three point favorites at home. The over under is fifty six and a half. Preston, would you take the over in this game? I'd probably take the under for these teams. Okay. Ah. <sighs> This is a tough pick for me, but I'm not going to think about it too much. Atlanta's favored. Wow. Maybe I am going to think about it too much. <laughs> Screw it. I'm just going to stick with my gut. I'm going to say the uh, the Falcons don't win two weeks in a row. I'm going to say the Lions, what they've lost. No, they won. They Are they coming off a bye week? Well, no, they, they just destroyed Jacksonville, and then they – they they came off a bye after that. Oh, they came off. Okay, I'm gonna say they keep the momentum going um, after the Jacksonville win, and they beat the Falcons. You could potentially take the over in this game. I think that's that's pretty that's a pretty fair um, score. So that's that's a tough one to pick. But I'm gonna say 27 to 22. Okay, so let's talk about the Falcons real quick before I pick this game. They reported this past week, Preston, that the Falcons could tear down their roster. People are saying that Matt Ryan and Julio Jones could be traded before the deadline. Now, here's what I think about this. Now, you guys know how I feel about the Falcons, and they finally won a game without Dan Quinn. So why not just wait to see how this week goes or the next couple weeks go? Like, they looked great without Dan Quinn this this week. They looked great. I mean, they played the Vikings. The Vikings, I don't even know who the Vikings are. I couldn't tell you who they are. (laughs) They can't figure figure out if they want to be hot trash or – a playoff team. So <laughs> Kirk Cousins leads the league in interceptions right now. You, oh, I, I can't even begin to talk about them. But yeah, the Falcons, I don't like them, but they, I think they looked really good uh, this past week without Dan Quinn. And I want to see how they look from here on out. We know they had a good roster. I think coming in, me and Gledhill were pretty high on them, not super high on them, but about a nine and seven team. It's obviously not looking like they're going to be that this year, but who knows? Maybe they go on a big win streak because Dan Quinn's out. But I think this whole Falcons could tear down the roster thing. I'm going to give it – I'm going to push it back a little bit because they don't have Dan Quinn and because I think that they could go on a run here. So, spoiler alert, I am picking the Falcons to win this game at home. I think it's going to be a higher-scoring game. I got 30-28. to 28. Detroit's looked good. They, they have decent. They looked 
took care of business against Jacksonville. They won that game. I think being at home, they'll win a close shootout game versus Detroit. But hear me out, Preston. I have a little scenario here. If the Falcons completely go to shit and they do tear down their roster, right? Here is my scenario. Are you ready for this? Yes. Okay. All right, so hear me out. Falcons trade Matt Ryan and Julio Jones before the trade deadline. Get the number one overall pick. Sign Eric Benemy or Brian DeBall this offseason and then draft Trevor Lawrence with the number one overall pick. That'd be tough, bro. So the Jets would not get him. They'd lose Julio, though. That's the thing, though, but I've heard that, that Julio might be out. And you got Calvin Ridley. How many years does he have left on his contract? I don't know. He got paid like two or three years ago. Yeah. Yeah, and it was probably like a five-year deal. Uh, but no, I th- I think Matt Ryan still has a little bit left in the tank. And, you know, maybe he could end up in a team like Indianapolis or something. Who knows? Like somewhere like that, that location. That would be interesting. It would be interesting to see what team put together a trade for Julio. Because there are a lot of quarterbacks, man, that would love to have Julio Jones that would – put them over the top. Do you yeah. imagine if Green Bay actually put something together for Julio Jones? <laughs> bro, imagine they actually got Aaron Rodgers a decent receiver. But bro, what if they did that though? Like what if they somehow they traded those two guys, right? They go on to, to better places, better organizations, and then they suck. They get the number one overall pick and then they draft Trevor Lawrence. As the Falcons owner, like if I were the Falcons owner, here's what I'm thinking right now. It's better to tear down the team too early than too late. Because right now they have the most assets that they'd have from, from here on out. So it's better to try to tear down the team now and try and gather as many assets as you can to rebuild than to wait until and see maybe at the end of the season um, where everybody's you know trade stock continues to go down. You lose players in free agency. Um, and it just takes another year to rebuild. So I, I think potentially, um, if the team doesn't bounce back and show something promising, um, then you could potentially see them tear down the team this year. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. I think this game is going to decide a lot of that because if they go in there and they, they look great against Detroit again, we're going to be like, okay, well, it looks like Dan Quinn was the problem the whole time. I mean, not the whole problem. I mean, their defense still sucks, but it's, it's going to be looking like, they're in the right direction and they, they would probably try to stick those guys, you know, stick it out with those guys. But yeah, anyways, I got Falcons 30 to 28. Next game. We got the Seahawks going on the road to play the Cardinals. Wow. This, there's a lot of division games this week. I, I just now, as I look at these, there's a lot of division games. Seahawks coming off a bye, still five and no undefeated, arguably the best team in football right now. Russell Wilson, six, one and one career record on the road versus Arizona, Arizona coming off of that big win versus Dallas. We kind of talked about that earlier. Seahawks are three-point favorites, and there isn't an over-under for this, Preston, on my part. I got the over-under at 56. No, I'm going to take the under on that for sure, 100%. Divisional game? Yeah. I mean, potentially. Yeah, they, they, they play each other really like well, so I think they're, they're, they're super competitive. Yeah, I'm just, I'm just going to go ahead and say it. I think the Seahawks win a close, low-scoring game. Not like relatively low-scoring. I'm going to say about – I'll go 24. 24- 27 to 24. Yeah, I could potentially see something like that as well. Um, and I think I'm going to pick the Seahawks as well. 
all their games have been close this year. If, if you look at it, all their games have been one score games, except for the, uh, the game against the Falcons. So I, I believe this game is going to be close as well. I, I just think Kyler Murray and, and the Cardinals are just still really young and learning. And so I, it'd be done. It would be really dumb for me to pick against Russell Wilson. Yeah. So Seahawks, I'm going to say 20, I'm going to say 30 um, to 26. Yeah. And hopefully Seahawks don't pull a green Bay, you know, come off a bye and look bad. <laughs> I know that was wild. Yeah. I, I can't believe that. I mean, it could very well happen though. Cause Seahawks defense is not good. Yeah, no, this is, if you look at the Seahawks schedule though, look at their, look at their schedule for the next like five weeks. They've got a tough schedule this week. They play the Cardinals next week. They play the 49ers. Then they play the bills then the Rams, and then the Cardinals again. Wow. Yeah, those are tough. Those are all tough games. So they're going to lose at least one of those. Yeah. It's just which game is it going to be? Are they playing, I don't think it'll be the first one. Are they playing in Buffalo? Yes. I think that's their first loss. Spoiler alert. I think that's their first loss. Mm-hmm. I, I think I might take Buffalo that week. I don't know. Who knows? I could see it. I could see it. They, they have to lose at least one. It depends how they look this week because they could freaking lose this week, you know? Preston, okay, I have to ask you this. Are the Seahawks last year's Ravens? Cruise through the regular season, and then in the playoffs, they just, yeah. No, because Russell Wilson has Super Bowl experience. Yes, but I don't know about the defense, though. Is, is that I don't know if that defense is good enough. Um, yeah, I'd, I'd agree with you on that, but then I'd put them more in the category of the Saints. I wouldn't compare them to the Ravens. Yeah, okay, yeah, I agree with that. I, I was just saying in the sense of it was really more because Lamar Jackson was MVP last year and Russell Wilson is MVP this year. Uh, yeah. That was more of my comparison. But, yeah, two different teams, two different scenarios. That Lamar Jackson still hasn't even won a playoff game. Russell, That's Wilson, crazy. <laughs> yeah, Russell Wilson is way better than Lamar Jackson. What's what's his record now? He's got a 20 – is it 24-4 and four record or is it 23-4 and four still? I think it's, I think it's 24-4 and four record now yeah, as a starter. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And hasn't won a playoff – but hasn't won a playoff game. Could be this year. I don't know. Hopefully. <laughs> I don't know about the Ravens right now. But, okay. So, but the thing is about that is – the NFC is wide open. It looked like the clear favorites were either the Seahawks or the Packers, but the Packers just got smacked in the mouth. It's still early. Uh, yeah, I don't know. Tampa, we don't know how Tampa Bay is going to be from here Everybody's on Everybody's too up and down right now for us to tell. Yeah. All right, an- next game, another division game. We got the Kansas City Chiefs going on the road to play the Denver Broncos. Kansas City has won nine straight games versus Denver. Drew Locke is back. He played terrible against the Patriots, but they still won. Their defense won them the game. COVID Cam, I'm going to start calling him that, Preston. COVID Cam did not have too great of a game. I mean, he ended up having a decent game in the end, but couldn't get it done at the end. And Broncos defense stand tall. He threw like two or three picks. Yeah, it was it was a tough game for Cam coming back. So the Patriots are now two and three, and the Broncos are two and three too. In my eye, Preston, who you taking? as it looks like the Chiefs are favorited by nine and a half. Wow. Yeah. Um, this is an easy pick. I'm taking the Chiefs. But I will tell you this. I would take the Broncos against the spread. Divisional game. Um, what did you say the spread was? Did you get nine? Do you have nine and a half? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I have nine and a half as well. Almost double-digit underdogs in October. Um, so you know what that means. 
Yeah, I, I got Kansas City winning. Both offenses have been kind of inconsistent. Um, Drew Locke is back. I think he's going to have a, a better week than last week because last week was his first game back. I'm going to say Chiefs win 23. Let's go 23 to 17. 24 to 20, Chiefs win. Broncos will cover. I think it's going to be close. Drew Locke, he, he didn't look great, but there was also a lot of receivers that dropped a lot of balls too in the end zone. And he could have had like three touchdowns last week, but he didn't. Yeah. I got Chiefs 24 to 20. I think that was, that was a pretty easy pick. Okay. Next game. we got the Jacksonville Jaguars going on the road to play the LA chargers, both teams seeking first win since week one, Preston, you know what, Preston, I know you picked, I know you started it last game, but I, you got to start this game because it's your chargers. So go ahead, kick it off. And it look, wait, hold on. Actually, it looks like the chargers are favorited by eight at home. Does Justin Herbert finally get his first win as a starter? He does. My man, was it? Okay, we, we got to come up with a better nickname for him. I don't think we have a nickname for him right now. I think some fan said uh, Hubby. How about Bryce from 13 Reasons Why? Oh, okay. <laughs> that's a pretty good one. Um, but yeah, I wish I had a nickname for him, bro. I, I guess I'll go with Bryce from 13 Reasons Why is going to go ahead and, and throw for four touchdowns and 300 yards against this Jaguars defense and get his first career win as a starter in the NFL. Oh, I'm so excited for the future with this guy. Um, however, if we lose and we choke against this game, Anthony Lynn, I will be at your neck. I will be at your neck if we lose this game, Anthony Lynn. So please, coming off the bye, Justin Herbert, Anthony Lynn, please win us this game. I'm going to say we put up 37 points um, and the Jaguars only put up 17 because the only way we win is in blowouts. I like it. So Preston, I got Herbert getting his first win. He's going to, yeah, he's going to destroy that Jacksonville Jaguars defense and he's going to put up about three to four touchdowns. And I got the chargers winning 28 to 13 next game. We got a possible defensive game right here as the San Francisco 49ers go on the road to play the new England Patriots. Garoppolo returns to new England for the first time since being traded. This is actually a tough, tough game to pick. I think it's going to be low scoring. What's the over under on this game? It looks like 45 and a half. I would take the under in this game. I think it's going to be a low scoring game. Yeah. Two defensive teams. I think Bill Belichick's going to prepare well for Jimmy Garoppolo. Patriots are three point favorites at home. I don't know if you could. Oh, I don't know who to pick in this game. Preston. Oh my God. This is hard. This is so hard. Real quick. Let's talk about the Patriots. They're two and three right now. I wanted to say this about Bill Belichick and Tom Brady. Oh, I said, I even said this at the beginning of the seat, like the beginning of the off season. I think a lot of the success in new England came from Tom Brady more than Bill Belichick. I stand by that statement. You know, Bill Belichick's one of the greatest coaches of all time, but Tom Brady, Tom Brady. And we're seeing it right now, two and three without Tom Brady. You might not think it's as hard as I do, but I think this is a very hard game. Screw it. I'm going to take the Patriots at home. Uh, I think they're going to bounce back. I think Cam's going to play better. And I think Bill Belichick is going to know how to utilize Jimmy Garoppolo or know how to play against 
his old quarterback and Jimmy Garoppolo and the 49ers are going to lose a very close game. I'll say the Patriots win 21 to 19. You might've just jinxed this game. Here's what I'm thinking. When's the last time Bill Belichick had two bad games, two weeks in a row. He's had two bad games in a row, but um, they had like the bye week due to COVID and everything like that. Um, and they played bad off the, bu- off the bye. But when's the last time he had two bad games, two weeks in a row? I, I don't, I can't recall. Another thing, the Patriots are at home. Okay. Foxborough, October weather, starting to get a little bit chilly. Come on. They're going to be prepared and Cam's going to bounce back, be ready to go. Belichick's going to have them prepared. This is an easy pick for me. You're overthinking it. 49ers banged up. I've got the Patriots winning. Uh, low scoring, just like you said. I'm going to say 23 uh, to 17. I'm not Glad Hill, so I can't jinx it too bad. I don't know why I don't have as much confidence in that game as I probably should, but eh, yeah. It's just so weird seeing the Patriots 2-3. and three. Next game, we got the Tampa Bay Buccaneers going on the road to play the Las Vegas Raiders. Gruden, first game versus Tampa Bay since leading them to the Super Bowl. Wow. I did not know that. Fun fact. Wow. Yeah. Tampa Bay, we talked about them. Massacre, we're going to see how great they are after that win. Raiders coming off a bye, though. So, Preston, would you say that this is a trap game for the Bucs? This is probably the toughest game of the week for me. I honestly don't know who I'm going to pick. You could say it's a trap game for Tampa Bay. I also see it as a trap game for the Raiders. I would pick the Raiders if Tampa Bay didn't have that amazing week last week. Oh, yeah, 100% I would too. I'd pick pick the Raiders off the bye. But it's almost like because they're coming off the bye, maybe they don't have that momentum that they had before. Well, they, Tampa they did. Bay comes in with that momentum that they from last week. Well, I'll let you save your little your little uh, excitement there because I did have you pick back to back games, so I'll go ahead and pick back to back games to start with. Yeah, I, I think you said it well, Preston. If if the Tampa Bay didn't have that massacre over Green Bay, I would easily pick the Raiders in this game. But I think I think they're gonna they're gonna figure it out and they're and they're gonna win. They're they're having a, they're riding high on the momentum, but the Raiders are too. You know, they beat the Chiefs. They had a big division win, and then they go on a bye. So I think this team, this game has potential to be a high-scoring game. I could see it being a high-scoring game, or I could see it being about a a right-in-the-middle type game. So I'm going to go ahead and say that Tampa Bay wins a tough one on the road here, and I'll say that they win, let's go, 29-24. to Yeah, so this game is going to come down to how Tampa Bay's offensive line plays. They played amazing against Aaron Rodgers last week. They were able to get to him, put a ton of pressure on him. If they can stop the run and do that against Derek Carr this week, the Raiders don't stand a chance. Um, But I I don't think that's going to happen. I think this game is going to turn into a shootout. Um, What do you have as the over-under on this game? I've got 52. I have 53 and a half. Yeah, I'm I'm taking the over on this game. I think this game is going to turn into a shootout. I think Josh Jacobs is going to tear up Tampa Bay. I think Josh Jacobs is going to tear up Tampa Bay, create a ton of mismatch problems um, for Derek Carr to exploit. And I think on the other side of the ball, I think Tom Brady is going to tear apart this Raiders secondary. Raiders secondary is, is super, has a lot of work to do. 
Um, they've got some young talent that they're developing, but it's going to take some time and they got to continue to bring new guys in and try and rebuild this roster. So, man, I'm going to take Tampa Bay as well. I'm going to screw, I'm going to say, screw it. I'm, I'm going to trust my gut. I'm going to consider the momentum, even though I like to normally take teams off the bye. I'm going to consider the momentum from the big win last week. I'm going to say they win again in a high scoring game, 37 to 34. All right. And Preston, this could also be another game for you to pick, uh, be hard to pick. We got the Chicago bears going on the road to play the LA Rams. LA Rams are 14 and four at home since 2018. Okay. Chicago bears. I apologize. <laughs> I'm sorry. All right. I, 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 I haven't picked y'all all season. Well, I think I picked y'all once. Who did, who did they play that I picked? I think it was, was it the Colts? No, I picked the Colts. Okay. So they played, they lost to, who did they play week one? The Lions. I picked the Lions. They choked. The Lions choked. The, then the Giants. They beat I the Giants. I picked the Giants, bro. What was I doing? You picked the Giants? Yes. No, do you remember? Do you remember? I said that Saquon had six rushing yards, so I'm like, he's going to go out there and, and destroy them. I'm like, and then he ended up uh, carrying his face. No, bro. <laughs> oh, no. I'm sorry. Okay, I was stupid on that. And then the, who did they play week three? Week three, they played the Falcons. Oh my gosh, the, the Falcons should have won that game. <laughs> Dan Quinn. Bro. That was that was <laughs> Nick Foles came in. Uh Dave Portnoy for a bar stool. As soon as Nick Foles came in the game, he literally put 10 grand on the money line um, for the Bears to come back and win this game and ended up winning 70 grand. Dude, the bear. Oh my gosh. The Lions and the the freaking Falcons should have won both of those games. All right. Anyways, next, who'd they play after that? Uh, they played the Colts and they lost to the Colts. Okay. Then they played the Buccaneers, beat the Buccaneers by one on the Tom Brady. Didn't know it was fourth down. Um, and then the Bears, uh, or not the Bears, they played the Panthers last weekend. Okay. So I picked against them every single week. And the only one I got right was the Colts game. So I'm one in five with Bears games this year. But you know what? You know what, Preston? I'm picking the Bears this week, baby. Give me them <laughs> on the road. <laughs> I'm finally going to pick them. All right, so I, I just want to flash back to two weeks ago, or not two weeks ago, two years ago, when they played in Chicago. And they were both, obviously, two. they were both way better teams at the time. Chicago had a dominant defense in 2018, and Jared Goff, Jared Goff had that Super Bowl team. And I, I remember I picked the Bears to win that game. I, I feel like it, it was a bad game, match, bad matchup for the for the Rams on the road in the cold weather. And it ended up being a really AIDS matchup. It was like, I think the, the score was like 50. It was something whack. It was like 15 to 12 or something like that. And Mitch Trubisky and, and Jared Goff were just trading turnovers after turnovers in the cold weather. It was like in December. It was an ugly, ugly game. So I don't see that happening this time because, yeah, it's not going to happen this time. But I do I, – I still have it being a lower-scoring game. But I think the Bears hang on. And the back to reality for the Rams, ladies and gentlemen, they have only beat the NFC East. They only beat the NFC East. I'm going to take the Chicago Bears. I'm going to take y'all. y'all. You know what? Y'all played well. Maybe your offense has been a little inconsistent, 
But y'all's defense has been good enough to help you win games. And Nick Foles, I think he's going to be a game manager like he normally is. And Matt Nagy, I don't like him that much, but hey, he's been doing good. So I'm going to say that the Bears win 20-17. to 17. Low scoring game. Take the under. Oh, man. Dude, I was going to take the Bears, but now I don't know since you picked them. <laughs> <laughs> oh, what if, what if I'm a jinx for the Bears now? <laughs> Dude, because legit, like, pretty much all the signs are pointing to the bears. Um, we just don't know how good the Rams are because they've only won games against the NFC East so far. Um, I know their offensive line is pretty solid. Their defensive line is Aaron Donald. But the, the question is, is the bear, the bears defense is just is really good. And I don't know how Jared Goff is going to play against them. Can the Rams get the running game going um, against this bears team? I don't know. I think that's going to be the deciding factor. Like you said, Nick Foles is going to be a game manager, going to rely on the defense. He's going to get his team their 20 points that they need. But can the Rams get 20 points? If they get three touchdowns, they win the game. They don't get three touchdowns, they lose the game. Um, Wait, what do you have as far as who's favored? It says the Rams are favored by six for me. Yeah, so I said five and a half. Favorite for the Rams at home and 46 for the over-under. I'm going to take the under on that, personally. Damn, Rams are favored. Yeah, by a lot. Wow. Six? Dude, six at home? That's pretty good. Man, that's crazy. If you think about it, Preston, have the Rams really played a good defense this, this year? Except the 49ers, I guess. Well, the 49ers are banged up, but that was like the best defense they played because they had played the NFC. Oh, the Bills, I guess. Well, the... Uh, they put up 32 on the Bills. Yeah. Well, they should have won that game. Yeah. They should have won that game. That's the only game where it's like it's throwing me off. <laughs> like, <laughs> like if if that wasn't such a close game um in a high scoring game, then this would be an easy pick for me. But it's just like yeah, based on their great. I I I I'm I'm starting to fall into they've been the- playing good enough to win each game. Okay, okay. Is this one harder for you than the Tampa Bay and Raiders game? <laughs> They're about the same. Uh, Tampa Bay and Raiders probably harder because, like, if the Raiders win that game, I'm going to regret not picking them. Whereas, like, this game where it'll be like, uh, all right, so what? It was just a, it was just a close game. Yeah. I'm going to say – I'm going to go out on a limb here. I'm going to say the – I don't know if it's out on a limb, but I'm going to go kind of like what, what I ended up leaning towards just because you picked the Bears. I'm going to pick the Rams. I'm going to say they win. They get their three touchdowns. They win 24 to 20. Oh, this is the week for me, Preston. This is a week for me to come back. Knock on wood. Yeah, we got a lot of disagreements here this week. AIDS game of the week. Go ahead, take it over, Preston. We got the football team, or I'm sorry, the Dallas Cowboys at the Washington football team. Dallas has won seven of the last eight games versus Washington. Two and four versus one and five. Preston, go ahead. This is... This is obviously our AIDS game of the week, ladies and gentlemen. We saved it for last, not because it's the AIDS game of the week, but it's because it's the Cowboys game and it's Eric's show, and he is obviously a Cowboys fan. Die hard. I wish I wasn't. He, he resigned from having hope for the franchise, but he is still always going to be a die hard fan. So let's jump off the cliff and dive into this one. Um, Washington, right? Ah, God. Okay, all you guys can understand why we picked this this game as AIDS over game of the week uh, over Giants and Eagles, right? Giants and Eagles, you actually got two like quarterbacks that like 
have strong names and aren't aids to watch. Kyle Allen versus Andy Dalton. Ugh. 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 I feel myself getting sick right now. But this game is not going to come down to quarterback play. Let me just tell you that. Nope. This game is going to come down to who scores the most points, crazy enough. More, more it, like who scores the least amount of points. <laughs> oh, God. Yep, whoever scores the least amount of points. Um, uh, yeah, I, I just can't pick Washington this year. Even in this game, I can't pick Washington. At least the Cowboys have a running back. At least they have Zeke, even though he's been turning the ball over. At least they have a running back. Um, and at least they have some wide receivers. I, Washington has Terry McLaurin. Um, but, yeah, they've got Terry McLaurin, and then they've got a decent defensive line, and that's about it. Uh, but then again, the Cowboys don't have a defense. Uh <laughs> Uh, I mean, Washington's defense from the first week was such a tease. Oh, yeah. The first week was a tease. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm going to take the Cowboys. I actually think it might be. That's the thing. I, I think this could be a week that Washington has a really good game because the Cowboys defense is so bad. I would not be surprised, Preston. But it's a divisional game. This might end up being the toughest game. of the. the we might be relatively split on this game this week unless everybody just ends up taking the Cowboys. Um, I'm going to take the Cowboys. I'm going to say the Cowboys win um, 27. No, no, it's not going to be that good of a game. Uh, it's going to be a lot of field goals, 19 to 16. <laughs> All right. So let, let me start off by saying, Ron Rivera, are you an idiot? Are you stupid? <laughs> <laughs> Why the hell is Kyle Allen starting for this team? What? Like, why? They're tanking, bro. They're tanking. Does it make any sense, bro? Okay. Now, I think the real reason is because it's it's obviously recency bias. Like, Kyle Allen is a, is a Carolina boy. He, you know, he played with Ron Rivera last year, and he started. I don't even know if he freaking won them a game last year, but he started for them when Cam Newton got hurt. And then now they, they reunited in Washington. They called him the Washington Panthers. Yeah, we get it. But, like, do you guys not remember that – Dwayne Haskins is the only QB that has a win on your roster right now. What you're going to start Alex Smith. No. Why is Kyle Allen playing? I don't understand. He's terrible. He's awful. And he will not win you guys a game. Actually, if he's going to win y'all guys a game, it'd probably be this week, but (laughs) he's not going to win you guys a game. It just doesn't make any sense. And he had a chance to win the game versus the giants on um, the two point conversion I, I do like revere i will say i like that call with going for that two points because you got nothing to lose you're both terrible and you're not playing for a tie you're playing for a win in that terrible nfc east everyone you know it's wide open you go for two kyle allen you scramble out you have a chance to just run it in you hesitate and then you try to run it in and then you see those two guys coming at you and you throw it off your back foot incomplete washington loses by a point thankfully for me i picked the giants in that game we did too but yeah, Ron Rivera, you've got to start. I know you questioned Dwayne Haskins. You know, his he kind of reminds you of Winston. I get it. Like, you know, undisciplined, you know, only there to show up when he wants to. But gosh dang, he doesn't have a supporting cast. And you think Kyle Allen's going to win you a game? No. Uh, Preston, I could see us losing this game. I, I wouldn't be surprised in the slightest. 
I, I saw a bunch of like videos in this week, you know, seeing like the recency struggles with the Cowboys, you know, they're screwed. Jerry Jones. Yeah. Well, I don't really need to go into depth about him. We know, you know, how guys know how I feel about the Cowboys. We're going to be terrible as long as Jerry Jones is running this team. Don't matter who we got at coaching. We got a lot of people under contract that is just not performing. Zeke Elliott's struggling. I think it's in his head right now. We have a high school offensive line out there. Andy Dalton's not given time to throw the ball. And when he does get time to throw the ball, he either is throwing it to one of the three receiver, great three receivers we have, or he's throwing a pick. So, yeah, this, uh, this is going to be an ugly game, I think. And if Dak Prescott was playing, it would easily be the Cowboys because uh, Dak Prescott owns the, the football team. So we scored a whopping 10 points versus the Cardinals. I hope Z gets out of his slump. But, yeah, I'm just going to go ahead and take the Cowboys. I, I say – I can't believe I picked them last week against the Cardinals. I they they I thought that they would give me something rallying behind Dak, but I was wrong. This team is a mess. I know we can still win the division, but you think I want to win the division? Hell no, bro. Unless we win with like five wins and they get like a really good draft pick, then yeah, I'll be okay with winning the division. They but- won't get a good draft pick because they they'll still be uh, like a number. They'll still be a number four seed because they won the division. Yeah, but I thought it's based on record. It's based on how you finish. Okay, like for the playoff teams. And I hope the Cowboys lose every single game, <laughs> except except they can win this game. I'll pick them this week again because you know, it's Washington is so dang bad, and yeah, we'll still find a way to to make this game super close because that's what the Cowboys will do, and that's what they're. I saw a stat, Preston. I think they're tied like a sixth worst team to give up the most points in a season, like two hundred eighteen points to start the season in the first six weeks. Like they're in like the top five or something like that. Oh gosh. Horrible. Like you guys thought the 2013 defense was bad. Oh, this one is 10 times worse. And they're giving up 36 point and a half points per game. My goodness. It's, it's not even fun to watch anymore. <laughs> like it's not even fun. It's not even like, it's laughable. Uh, yeah. I'll say Cowboys. Uh, since both teams are bad, I'll say 23 to 20. For all I know, the Cowboys lose 13 to 10. <laughs> or it's a shootout and they lose 35 to 30. Or they lose like 42 to 40 because they love giving up points. Golly. Preston, before we get going, I want to talk about, because there's there's four teams on the bye. We got the Ravens, the Dolphins, the Vikings, and the Colts. I want to talk about the Miami Dolphins real quick. Tua, it's Tua time, baby. Oh. Ryan Fitzmagic is time's up right now. Good for Tua. Great for Tua. But why do you got to hold my boy Fitzmagic like that, bro? Like, you could have waited at least two or three more weeks. I mean, he was playing well. They're winning games. When I first heard the news that Tua was starting, obviously I was against it. First, I was thinking, okay, maybe they just want to make a push for the playoffs because I don't think they thought they would be in this position. Three and three, second in the division behind the Bills. I didn't think they would think they'd be in this in this position. So they're like, okay, well, let's go ahead and start the guy that we think we know that it's our future Tua, and let's try to make a run. That was option number one. Option number two, I was thinking Fitzmagic, since he was so hyped seeing Tua on the field for a good few plays last time, I think he was like, you know what? I think it's he went to the he went to Brian Flores and the other guys and said, hey, I think Tua's ready, and let, let's just go ahead and start him. That was option number two. But the real option was Fitzmagic didn't want to be benched. He didn't. He was crying about it today. He did not want to be benched. 
And he said, and I quote, my heart just hurts all day. It was heartbreaking for me. I've been a starter. I've been benched all kinds of different ways, but this one just really more than so any of them. I just felt fully committed and invested and felt like it was my team. Fitzmagic, that is facts. Because normally you start the first three or four weeks of the season playing very well, and then you shit the bed, and that's why you get benched. Because you're Ryan. (laughs) (laughs) You go from Fitzmagic to Fitztragic. But this year, you've been pretty good. And they bench you for no reason, bro. Like, uh, okay. Tua, I think they should have rested him for his hip. I wanted him to be like a Mahomes story. You know, they rest him, make sure he's ready to go. And then his second year, he just comes out slinging, carries the Dolphins, and they win that division. But shoot, they have a they have a chance to win the division this, this year. I don't think they will, but they got a chance. So, Preston, what do you think about the Tua thing? Man, I'm heartbroken for Fitzpatrick. You know, I, I reposted um, that quote that you read today. And I I completely agree with you. I think the real reason that they ended up um, going with Tua, I think it's money. You know, they're going to get primetime games now. um, And people are going to, you know, they're going to want to watch Tua. So it's unfortunate. Um, I think they saw the response on social media just from Tua going two for two for nine yards. (laughs) Imagine... Both the throws he threw were pretty good, though. I mean, yeah, but his two throws for nine yards at the end of the game. Um, really special moment for him, you know, being able to come in. I wish they would have just stuck with that the rest of the season. Just be patient. This team had the best offseason in football this year, they had the best draft in football this year. And then if you go and he gets hurt or he's not ready and his confidence just gets shocked because he just wasn't ready yet. That's on you guys, and you guys are going to have to live with that. Just You guys are going to have to think about what could have been. Or, you know, maybe we're wrong. Maybe this does pan out, and he plays great and or, or good enough, and we're not talking about this at all next week. We're, we're talking about, um, you know, how good Tua is going to be and what his ceiling is, and we're not worried about Fitz, Fitzpatrick anymore. But I agree. It was unfair um, just to uh, bench Fitzpatrick um, without like a solid reason, I think they should have stuck with him um, as long as possible. If he had a bad game, you know, in a couple weeks, then maybe you'd have a reason to do it. But I think it was unfair to him. And I think it was just premature to make this decision at this point. Yeah, I agree. I wanted them to sit to it unless they ha- absolutely had to play him. And they really don't absolutely have to play them. But I mean, shoot, if, if they end up going on a run and making the playoffs, all power to them. I, I then I'll take back what I said, but I, I just think you know with the way Fitz Magic, yeah, he's not playing amazing, but he's playing good enough for them to win. I don't know. We'll see what happens. It, it's going to be fun, and I think my what I'm really concerned about, Preston, is his first game. They have a bye week this week. His first game is against Aaron Donald. Oh yikes! Well, um, hopefully he gets the ball out very quickly, or gets out of the pocket. Even if he does get out of the pocket. You better still get rid of the ball quickly because I think Aaron Donald uh, might have might be able to run a faster forty than Tua. <laughs> oh yeah, and then I guess the last thing to mention, I bet you haven't heard this name in a while, Preston Antonio Brown. Oh, I, I saw that today, bro. Okay, honestly, I think it's all cap. Unless he, I'll believe it when I see it. it I feel like Antonio Brown's like the Conor McGregor of NFL. <laughs> Yeah, if Conor McGregor was 12 years old. Yeah, but see, the thing is, is like, 
it's always a freaking pain in the ass trying to get McGregor a fight because of money and stuff. And with Antonio Brown, it's like, oh, I want to play for this team. I want to play for this team. And McGregor, it's like, oh, I want to fight this guy. I want to fight this guy. And then it never happens <laughs> until the contract is signed. And yeah, so apparently the Se- I know the Seahawks have been interested in him. I know the Ravens have been interested in him for a while. So we'll see what happens. He's, el- he's eligible to play after next week. So week nine, we'll see. I went ahead and – okay, so I had an open spot on my other fantasy uh, team, so I just went ahead and added him. <laughs> Damn. Just in case. Dude, here's the thing about that, though. Why, If you're the Seahawks, you already got DK Metcalf and Tyler Lockett. Why would you want to mess that up? Why would you want to mess what they have going on? Why, why would you want to mess that up right now? It's just adding depth. You're you, pretty much you're just adding a, a locker room problem. That's oh, it. Yeah, you're adding a dude with CTE. It's not like they have a high demand at that position. Um, they have a high demand for positions on the defensive end. They need to use the the trade deadline um, and the rest of their signings in order to rebuild their defense or continue to build their defense. Oh, talking about people like this, like just troublemakers, it makes me just want to go on Madden and build like an all criminal roster. I know it's kind of like this guy that we went to school with. I don't know if you guys have ever heard of him. His name's Justice Dick. <laughs> <laughs> Just kidding. Love you, Justice. Wait, where were you going with that one? <laughs> no, I was just saying it's kind of it's kind of like talking about justice, you know. Oh, yeah. He's a, he's a troublemaker. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> All right, person, <laughs> <right>, you. Got- <laughs> you got anything else to add <laughs> before we head out? Um, let's go hubby. Let's go Bryce. All right. We'll see you guys next week. Have a great week. And this is a make or break week for me or Preston. It's either he's going to be six games ahead of me or I'm going to be right tied with them. We'll see what happens. Peace. Peace. See y'all.